Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, thank you. It's great to have you back, and we are excited to be chatting again this week. It is uh, episode 25, which is mind-blowing and exciting. And so, yeah, let's get get it going here, Zach. Get into it. All right, let's get into it. We... um, we were talking earlier and we were reflecting on the fact that there's two episodes of the chosen out uh, episode two and three and well, there's three now well there's three more. now season two episodes two and three and we were saying how i really didn't like episode three um mm. <laughs> which was a bummer because then we started talking about episode three and not episode two which was pretty good but man episode three what's that about what a waste. It's, yeah like they just know. sit at a campfire the whole time know. and chat it was kind of boring i think there was some good conversation yeah it was not a very engaging episode no not very engaging at all except at some point suddenly peter's yelling at matthew yeah so that's part stuck out to me the whole like him yelling at matthew and then like matthew needs to apologize and then i start thinking like does he and maybe he should yeah he shouldn't does he need to apologize for who he was before christ um jesus says that he's like New and don't worry about who you were. You're deciding to follow him now, and that's well, what matters. Phil, Philip says that too. Sorry, Philip. Like says Jesus, that. yeah, yeah. Jesus chose you for a reason, and he called right. you specifically. So just so live then in that. It's like okay, cool. And then yeah. the other hand, I'm like, well, in like real life, we'd be like, oh yeah, just be a decent person and just say, like, yeah, sorry for what I did. I didn't know any better. Yeah, my bad. Especially as a Canadian, like how hard just would that apologize. be? I guess just say like, I'm does sorry. He, does he need whether to? you mean it or not? I don't know. I mean, again, like, I think it's maybe hard for us to wrap our mind around not needing to apologize, yeah. but. We, so, yeah, this is really interesting. And so I guess that's where we're kind of heading here this week. We're, let's talk about Matthew a bit here. He, he is like suddenly one of the easiest to identify with because he wants to learn and he wants to know what he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so between him and, and Mary Magdalene, who's just like, man, I, I lost my life. I went and lived my own way and I did it. And I'm not saying it was wrong or that I have to apologize for who I, I was before I met Jesus. But here I am, I met Jesus and I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, you gotta, you gotta apologize. You gotta make up for lost time and you gotta say you're sorry for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Do we do that to each other? I don't know. Like, do you, you have ever is that sense? Like you need to, you need to earn your position and you need to apologize for who you, who you were or well, at least like, earn who, what you're, you are now. I guess like in the sense of like, you, if you hurt somebody before you were a Christian by some of your actions or words, it's not wrong to demand an apology or, or want an apology for those things. Um, I guess the, the, uh, the interesting thing about like with the dilemma with with Peter and Matthew and all of them is that they want him to apologize for betraying the Jews. Right. They want they they're saying they're he's a selves. traitor. Yeah. They're saying he turned on who he was as like a um a, a race almost or I guess right like he. He's like anti what they are and they want, they don't want like an apology so much for, well, I guess they do. There's two parts to it. They want an apology for the personally, like 
he literally made their lives harder, like personally. But they also want him to apologize for like turning against them as a people. Right. Because uh, he did something that they shouldn't, which I think that one's tougher. I don't know that that one is, is so like applicable. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, like I made your life harder. Now, I mean, he was doing his job, but anyone could say like, you should have been more gracious. Yeah. How hard for him to be like, yeah, I see now because right. of my following of Jesus that I should have been more gracious or it could have been, or I don't know. But there's also this whole, like they've given him, like he's on the, they're just giving him grief yeah. for not being Jewish enough. But the writers also put him on the spectrum, making right. it maybe hard for him to realize that. Okay. So that's also part of this. Well, too. it's possible. But then, so let's just go with that a little bit. Whether he's able to understand that or not, his responsibility or, right. or the social cues that are forcing that responsibility, he's so keen to be new. He's so keen to not miss something. Like, yeah. If I've lived this far in my life and I've missed out on things and Jesus is giving us new life, I want to catch it all. And I don't know, are we just, are we, so not like Peter and Andrew and the others, you know, Thomas sitting around the campfire are so offended by what his past is that they're missing out on the fact that maybe he's leading them to do something new. Mm -hmm. He's leading them to do something unique. and. I wonder if we do that with people when they come to us, like, do we, do we immediately judge people and put them into a box and say, Oh, you're this kind of person or you're that kind of person. And I don't, I'm not going to learn from you or there's nothing you can teach me because until you apologize for who you were, I have nothing to learn from who you are. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we do that, whether it's subconscious or conscious debatable, but I'm sure we do it. Do we do it to ourselves? Yeah. I, I think we're... Yeah, because we that's like, we often think that we need to, we need to get ourselves to a certain position before we can come to God, right? Right. And clean ourselves up before we can come to God. Or before um, I have anything to offer you. What's that one? What's that Lecrae song? Um, I'll think of it uh, later. But okay. He, there's, yeah, anyway. You don't have to clean up your life before you come to God. That's right. not how that works. That's backwards. Right. But do we feel like we owe it to others around us? Like... So often I see people that just won't participate because they don't feel like they have a place or that they don't have the, the right to share their thoughts or that, well, if people only knew this about me, then I, like I, would, I couldn't put myself out there and risk that because if people knew the truth about me, then okay. do, you ever, do you think that happens a lot in our, in our circles? Maybe not so much, but I think with young people. With with wow, with adults too. Like it doesn't matter. Um, there is this sense that we just don't we don't qualify, even though we've been called and we've given our lives to Christ. Right. I don't know. You're, I don't know how to answer. You don't know how to answer that. No, maybe I'm just thinking out loud here, and I'm I'm just kind of processing it. Well, say it, say it differently. Say it again. I don't know if I can. Okay. I think what we do is we. We have a hard time. We're really quick to judge ourselves. Okay. And, yeah. and live up to a higher standard than maybe I would have you or someone else live to. And, and part of that is our past, unable to forgive ourselves for where we've come from. Right. And part of that is just wanting to be something more. 
Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I agree. Okay, good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so well. Here's my question: Is okay. do we need to apologize for the things we did before we knew Christ? That's like that's the kind of what I want to get at here. Do we need to apologize for the things we did before we knew Christ? And I don't. Is it depend what the thing is? Who do we apologize to? I don't know. Like if I've confessed my the people we hurt, if we hurt somebody, is it apologize to them? And why I not? Guess. Why you not? Could, right? You like, could reconcile to them. I don't know that it's necessary. Like there's there's some things that will need to be hmm. forgiven for sure of yourself. Like you'll need to forgive yourself and you'll need to forgive others. Right. And there's times where you may want to seek that reconciliation, that, that desire to be reconciled and have that forgiveness, but you can't move another person and you can't live with that baggage, that, that tie around your, like that chain around your legs, because it's just going to hold you back. It's not going to allow you to live in the freedom that you've been given. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think we need to force one another. Like as Christians, we're really judgmental, right? Like Jesus is like, Hey, stop picking out the speck in someone else's eye when you have a plank in your own. Right. Right. Like let's, let's have some reflection on ourselves and see what is it that we need to bring before God and let go where we need to, to seek forgiveness from him and, and change that way. So let's talk about the word judgment then. Cause that's a, how do I, how do I say this? That's a, uh, hot word, I guess. Is it? Controversial word. Well, because we love to say that we, no judgment, right? Like no judgment, no judgment. We hate like the idea of like that we could ever judge somebody. Right. You You're do never you. allowed to judge anybody. Is that like, is are that you true? thinking that way? Like you do you and I'll do me and we're all good. Well, to yeah. Go, or just like, how dare you like judge them? Like how you have no business. Like only God can judge us. Yeah. Is that true? Like, are, are we never supposed to judge anybody? Like, I think, yeah, that's a tough question. I would say that we, we have a very clear sense of what's, what's right and wrong, what's clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, how do we say, like, that's orthodoxy, right? That's like finding truth and truth sets us free and it gives us something to say, this is right and this is wrong and this is where we stand. And I don't think that's a wrong thing to have set up in our lives. But do I hold my non-Christian neighbor to the same standard that I live by? No. I can't. Right. Okay. So you're saying if it's a non-Christian, to have grace. we don't judge them. If it's a Christian, we can judge them? Yeah, no. I'm not saying that either. And yet there is a sense where we need to have accountability to one another. Right. There, there, and accountability in itself implies that I've come to you and, and given you permission to judge me. Like, I right. want you to hold me accountable. I'm having trouble judging myself what my right actions should be. So, like, are we using the word judgment as in, like, thinking process? Are we using the word judgment as in, like, uh, handing down a sentence well, for I a think, crime? I think that's the, that, that's the issue with that word, is that it means multiple things, and we often forget that it can mean things that are uh okay like <laughs> yeah like judging towards someone does not have to be like a 
gossiping behind their back about who they are or what they've right. done. Because that's often what we, and that's, I think we can agree that that's wrong. Right. So gossip is really destructive. Yeah. yeah. But judging doesn't have, judgment or judging doesn't have to be gossip. No, it doesn't. So, like, I would, and I'm like, I could be wrong. This is my, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think I can pass judgment to you face to face, peer to peer, that um, I think you've done something wrong. Maybe that's just called calling you out or keeping you accountable, but I think that's passing judgment to you. Okay. And that that's okay. We're supposed to do that. So there's Maybe a, I'm using the word pass judgment wrong. I don't know. I think that what you're doing, when we pass judgment, we sit in a seat where we choose what is the right path for somebody else. Right? Is that what you're doing when you pass judgment? You're saying, this is how you should be. And you've crossed the line, and so now we're making a judgment. I'm saying as it, it is like, hey, I saw you do this, and I believe that was wrong, and you should have done this instead. Okay. Yeah. Or not even the should have, just that you did this and it was wrong. Yeah. And I think it was wrong because of here's why. Here's why. And so you can judge that action for yourself, and you can come to me and say, this is what you've done wrong. Do we have permission to do that? As Christians, to one know. another, that's kind of what I'm wondering. I think so. I think we do. Like <laughs> reading through Paul's letters, he would say, "Yeah, we need to to judge one another's actions and hold each other accountable." But I don't think we have permission always to go. And maybe it's the manner in which we approach people. We're like, "Hey, I saw you do this, and that's wrong." Mm. And we come at it with a very much like I'm sitting as the judge, and you are on trial. And I have now passed judgment and you Mm -hmm. have been condemned. And now what do you have to say for yourself? Or you've been accused. And now what do you have to say for yourself as the accused? Right. And I think we do that to each other really quick. And then it leads to, um, it can lead to prejudice, prejudgment of somebody. Is that what prejudice means? I don't know. I'm making that up, but that makes sense. Doesn't it? Wow. That's what prejudice is, is I've prejudged you based on what I've Mind heard. Mind blown emoji. Thank you. <laughs> Why? That's what it is. Yeah, no, it's that's good. Pre- that's good. I never really. Yeah. Okay. Good. Keep going. <laughs> I love you. This is so great keep because going. we just keep doing this to each other. We'll be like, say something. You'll be like, wow. Or you're like, anyways. Prejudge someone is wrong. Well, that's obvious. Well, yeah, that's obvious. And we can eat, all agree to that. But then we have Shouldn't a... be like, I don't think that Terry's any good because all Terry's suck. Well, you're just prejudging them based on their name. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> mean, right? It's true. It is. And so you got to give those other Terry's a chance yeah. to uh, live up to the stereotype that you've prejudged them by. Or, or the fact that this is what I always do and it's wrong. And so they're all going to do it. Mm. but on the flip side if i do this all the time and it's wrong i need someone to come and tell me this is wrong iron sharpens iron iron sharpens iron you're right so i do need that um so how do we go about doing that to one another how do we uh how do we not come as a judge accusing someone of doing something wrong but come to them as a companion a friend a brother or sister that says it when you do this, I think you're hurting God's heart. Hmm. That's a very different way to put it. Like, 
there's a standard here, I think, that God has set for us, and he calls us to be holy, or he calls us to be set apart. He calls mm-hmm. us to be different from the world. That's what that holiness means is set apart for his purpose. And when you do this, I don't think you're living in the world. I think you're living of the world. Mm. You're doing what the world is doing and you're just like them. And so I want to encourage you to not, like, we have to live here and this is our home for now. But you're not, you're not being set apart in this. You're not reflecting Jesus in, in what you're doing. So are both Peter and Matthew wrong? Should Matthew Ugh. apologize, but also Peter's getting caught up in his judgment of Matthew? I, again, like, so yeah, what I would say is that Matthew would sit there and say, what I did wasn't wrong. It was a job. Is wow. a job in itself wrong? Right? This, so this is how Matthew's approaching it. And he's saying, what I've missed out on. Yeah, I haven't been the perfect Jew. I haven't done the perfect Jewish rites. Right. But it, what I've done isn't anything that you have the right to sit in position of. And then Peter would say, but what you did was betray my heritage and everything I live and stand for. And what you've done has hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so you... I mean, if Matthew identified as a Jew, like he did... <laughs> identified as a Jew... Well, I'm just That's saying, a really triggering statement. No, but I'm just saying, like, okay, <laughs> did he, as a tax collector, did he call himself a Jew or not? Yeah, he would have been Jewish. And that's no different than saying, like, than like us today being like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but then doing something daily that, that doesn't is show that our, I'm a Christian. That, well, that is like, yeah, that is clearly like a sin or against our faith. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like, I guess they, that's an extreme to call tax collecting a sin when you're a Jew, but like clearly it was like against their. Religion. Somebody had to collect the taxes. If, if he was going to call himself a Jew, that was wrong. Am I not right on that part? No, I don't think so. I think he can be a Jew and a tax collector. Oof. Now we're getting to an interesting topic then. Well, no, because we're, we're looking at the tax. I'm looking at tax collector as a job, not as a, as a calling or a betrayal of one's faith. What made the tax collector so evil is that when they worked with the Romans, they said, yes, this is, we're occupied. We might as well make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Two, they stole from their neighbors because they would charge more than was necessary. And that's how they got above and beyond, or they took bribes. Yeah. So there was often an aspect of that role as a tax collector that you don't need to do this. He was living super well. Oh, he was living super he well. he was the one who collected money from others. He had all the money. Yeah. I don't know. I think like there's, that's tough for you to draw a line. Again, now we're passing judgment on Matthew of like, how do we draw the line for where like the oppression like is or isn't their fault? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, so the Romans were wrong. Right. And they were oppressing the Jews. What yeah. point are like, at what point down the line of uh, employees of the Romans does that like not become an issue? I don't know. The uh, what's that called? Like we we can judge one another so quickly when you have someone who comes from a certain background or a certain past or a certain history. Mm-hmm. You know that they were uh, whatever their story is. Somebody comes to you and they were 
you know, they lived on the streets or they were, uh, you know, they were heavy drug users or they were recreational drug users. Yeah. And then we just automatically put them into this. Okay. So you're part of that group. And then, or you know what, they've had, you know, multiple boyfriends or multiple girlfriends, or they've had multiple relationships with other people that have been intimate. And we just, we, we automatically group people based on what we associate them with. Right. Right. I mean, our knowledge today from something such as like the Nuremberg trials, that's what they're called. The Nuremberg. Yeah. Would say that Matthew was wrong. Was wrong. Right. Because of the way we've judged those that collaborated with the Nazis in World War II. Mm-hmm. We said you're, you're guilty by, associ- by association. You're guilty. You had the choice to stand up. It may have cost you your life, but you should have stood up. Yeah, or at least not complied. Not complied. Even though it may have cost you your life, you should not have complied because of what the resulting actions of, of what you did were. Yeah. Because yeah. again, where do you draw the line, right? You can't just be like, oh, well, you didn't directly kill someone. Right. But you were involved with processing all the Jews and putting them onto the trains and getting them to those camps. Yeah. In that situation in in World War II. Sure, he's not a Roman soldier, but, or like a centurion or like, but he's part of that oppression as much as any of them, is he not? Right. And so that's why Peter and Andrew are so furious. Right. You are part of this oppression. And in doing so, you've betrayed everything we stand for. Everything that I've sacrificed for. In my position and all I've suffered for and all that, that all of us have suffered Which for. Which again, I think if he's not a Jew, if he has no pre-knowledge of like that. But he has that. But he has it. Then, I, then I, if he's not though, then I think he's kind of like, oh, now he meets Jesus. Now he realize, now he realizes this was all wrong. And so he like, should apologize. Cow. But I think, like, knowing what he should or he did know or should have known growing up, like, learning some of it, at least. Now, they do kind of show that he didn't learn nearly as much because he was very early on pulled. But that's all. They don't know that for sure. Um, so, so, Matthew says, I'm sorry. And Peter <laughs> says, it's not enough. I'll never forgive I you. That. I will never forgive you. Wait, he says that? I don't know. I, like, we'd have to go back and look. It's right remember. at this point where they're all standing up. Okay. And even if... Matthew's like, even if I do apologize, Peter's like, I'll never forgive you. It's not enough. Right. I don't think he actually says, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't says think if so. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but that's the thing. At what point do we need to move from our position as Christians, especially? So let's bring it back to us. How do we deal with this? And, and here we are as Christians. At what point do we move from, I'm judging my neighbor yeah. to, to do better for them to the point where I forgive the, my neighbor? And I'm not offended by it. Yeah. And I want you to be growing in Christ, not because I'm offended and I need your apology, but because it's best for you and me as a, as a body. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at, we keep looking at whether, whether Matthew should have apologized or not, but I think it's pretty easy for us to determine that Peter's acting wrongly as well. Totally wrong. Like, <laughs> it's not, no one's going to argue that like Jesus ever taught us that we should be like, right. He needs to like, it's, what is it? Um, live and learn for, so forgetting to, forgot i would have to say oh yeah like today i was i was listening to um an interview in a podcast with somebody talking about doubt and he makes this interesting point about so we all know the story of the prodigal son and we know that he comes back and then the older brother gets mad because he's like why are you celebrating this this yep. 
no guy. good person. Yeah. And he said, the question, he's like, so why did the prodigal son run away to begin with? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. And he's like, I, he's like, I, I had this question, like, why did he feel that he needed to totally break ties with his father and his family? Mm-hmm. He's like, is it because of that older judging religious older brother? This, this harsh religious person that just says, there's no room for less than my standard of perfection. Right. And that's, that really hit me today. It was like, oh, I do not want to be that older brother in that relationship where I am so judging and so harsh and so set in my ways and so unable to see that maybe there's a different way we could do something that I force somebody to run away from God. Right. That to, yeah. to go on a journey. And, and then when they come back, man, what a story they must have mm-hmm. that brings them back to God. Yeah. It's kind of similar to like the sheep thing that Jesus talks about. I think it's episode one. It's like a sheep runs away. He wants you, to pursue it. And you pursue it no matter what the, like the cost of the 99 that you're leaving and you celebrate it when you do find it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I read a great book uh, two years ago and for Arrow called uh, Change Your uh, Change Your Question, Change Your Life. Mm-hmm. And in it, the it's a parable. And at the time, I thought it was really useless. And then it, <laughs> it just wouldn't go away. Like it was one of those books where you read it and you're like, shoot, I, like, there's something in here that I need to catch. Mm-hmm. And in it, they talk about changing your questions and moving from judger position yeah. to learner position. So instead of just uh, approaching something saying, this is stupid, I've, I've stopped and I've said, this book is stupid. Oh, look at that. There it is. <laughs> um, this book is so stupid. I've put myself in a judger position. I've said to myself, I've made my decision. And that leads to harm and it leads down a destructive path because then I don't have any room for learning. So the better question is like, well, what can I learn from this? I may not like this at the moment, so what can I learn from it? And, and opening myself up to that position of saying, instead of sitting in judgment and make, asking these harsh questions, changing my direction and saying, what, what is open to this? Or learning better questions to ask of mm-hmm. ourselves. And I think with one another, we can do that. We really can start to ask better questions of each other and listen. We really need to listen to one another. Matthew never gets a chance in that scene to actually reply. Nobody actually wants to listen to what he has to say. No. They've already made their judgments. They've already passed it. There's no way to explain even how he got to the point. He can't even say like, but I want to learn now, or I want to be different, or I want to know more about Jesus. Um, it's not even an option for him. And so how do we do that better with our yeah. brothers and sisters? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, anyways that's a great question yeah so we need to see ourselves maybe as as and i'm rambling here no it's good so okay um we need to see ourselves maybe as that matthew position or put ourselves beside matthew and say how do i welcome him in how do i find the person that's on the outside or or the mary magdalene on the other side of it her obvious past and 
and coming back just honest and open and seeking mm-hmm. faith. And how do we welcome them in and grow them up? Yeah. Without judging one another. How do we, how do we come less as an accuser from judgment and more as a, as a supportive accountability partner? How do we become a partner of theirs that helps them see that they, where they're growing towards Jesus and knowing Jesus and, and how they can grow further in knowing yeah. Jesus? I think if we can do those things, it'll change the church. Take me as I am by Lecrae. I think that's what it's Take called. Take me as I am. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's great. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Don't have to fix your life. Oh no, it's called fix your life. Fix your life. Maybe yeah, that's what it's called. I don't no, know. I'm confused. I'll try and figure it out. Maybe I'll put it at the end of the episode. That'd be fantastic. Them. Why don't we do that? It's one of those two. Yeah. Great conversation. Thanks, Zach. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we judge too much for sure. I think so. It's, it's where we've kind of been positioned to. We were, and then we were, but the problem I think that is deeper than that is that we then write people off and we don't give them chances. Yeah. And that's really dangerous. And I definitely am guilty of this. And I, one thing I've learned a lot in the last, even just few years is that people can surprise you and people do change. And, uh, yeah, you can't stop supporting people because you never know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. And, and I love to talk in absolutes. Always, never. Yeah, same. <laughs> and it's like, uh, we, we're we not absolutes. We no. change way too fast and, and all these things. And, and that, hey, if you're listening to this, you need to allow yourself that room to grow and change. And uh, yeah, and same for others. Yeah. Uh, but we have a lot of good stuff that we came from our Christian heritage, like whatever tradition we grew up in, mm-hmm. we, we came to Christ. And so whether, uh, so those are good things. Yep. Don't, don't throw out your whole faith because of one thing that offends you about it. Let's figure out how we can grow it and make it better. And, you know, if, if we are coming from a tradition of judgment, then how do we change that? How do we, deconstruct that wall and reconstruct mm. a, a better approach to grace and understanding of those around us, especially in the family of believers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Great. I think that's all. Anything okay. Else? I don't have anything else. Okay. Anything uh, you want to talk about on a cultural point today or no, no? any, you were trying to figure out when the need to breathe album was coming out. Did you ever see some information on that or, uh, the latest live from the woods one is out. I'm not sure what their next one though. Okay. Haven't heard yet. Yeah. No, that's good. Thanks. Um, no, I don't got anything. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Faith. I talked to a cat the other day, and he was like, man, I really want to come to Christ, but I got to clean my life up first, get my sins together. I told him, I used to think that way too. I thought I had to change myself before I could come to Christ, but Christ changed me.
Let me tell you my story starts like this. It's 546 in the morning, tossing and turning, chest burning. Service in my head, keep reoccurring. Having visions in my head of a kid. Crying at the feet of the father for all the wrong things that he did. Now I'm sweating in my sheets, can't sleep. My mind keeps telling me I'm six feet deep. Don't remind me, even though I'm still alive, I can't tell. The way I'm living my life, I feel I'm going to hell. God, they telling me I should accept you. That you had to leave the world because the world left you. Reason I can't change like a mystery to me. So I make believe there really is a heaven for a G. Even though they say you love the world so much, you shed your blood. God, I feel I'm too messed up for love. They tell me come as I am, but I smell like smoke. My whole life's full of sin because it's all I know. The Bible told me that you died for my sins. If I believe in Christ, to save me from the end. But I'm scared to ask you to save me. My heart's so evil. I got thoughts that's full of hatred. Hurt from people. I thought that first I had to clean up my life. Now I'm here and I just need to cling to the light. I'm ready to do it, but Lord, I pray you understand. My life is a mess. Will you take me as I am? Will you take me as I am? I know the way I'm living is wrong, but I can't change on my own. Trying to make it alone. I wonder, how could you love me when my life's so ugly? But you came down and died for me. Will you take me as I am? I know the way I'm living is wrong, but I can't change on my own. Trying to make it alone. I wonder, how could you love me when my life's so ugly? But you came down and died for me. I'm sick of trying to be the man that my daddy never taught me to be. I'm grown up now. Life ain't what I thought it would be. I made many mistakes in my past. I can't fix. Now I'm staring at this crucifix. Tatted on my wrist. Is it true what they're telling me? Am I just crazy? Did you bleed on the cross for my sins to save me? But why would you die for me? My whole life I've been working for Satan while he fed lies to me. And now I'm hearing too much. Trying to get a true touch of a love that can change me. I'm all screwed up. Figure hell is what I deserve. But your word says we all fall short. So I guess we all ought to burn. Teach me. I want to learn. How you can save a wretch like me before death says it's my turn I think I finally understand No matter my past, you still take me as I am Will you take me as I am? I know the way I'm living is wrong But I can't change on my own Trying to make it alone I wonder, how could you love me when my life's so ugly? But you came down and died for me Will you take me as I am? I know the way I'm living is wrong But I can't change on my own Trying to make it alone I wonder, how could you love me when my life's so ugly? But you came down and died for me I be telling people the reason to live, the reason to die United with the king in the sky, this life is passing us by I got no reason to lie, you'll never give the world enough They'll hunger for more, they'll fickle their ways of nothing to the wondrous Lord More security than the man that left you, more love than the moms who kept you They'll always accept you, be everything you're supposed to Let Christ rule your heart, mind, body, and soul, cause he chose you And if the world don't know you, it don't matter, you're God's child and he'll never disown you Your purpose on earth is far from worthless, that's why you're glorified like your life's been purchased And it don't matter if the world don't see us, we still mean the world to Jesus Will you take me as I am? I know the way I'm living is wrong, but I can't change on my own Trying to make it alone, I wonder, how could you love me when my life's so ugly? But you came down and died for me, will you take me as I am? I know the way I'm living is wrong, but I can't change on my own. Trying to make it alone, I wonder how could you love me when my life's so ugly? But you came down and died for me. Will you take me as I am? Yeah, we saved by grace through faith. It's not works, ain't nothing you could do, ain't nothing I could do that could get us this great salvation that we got, man. It's only Christ. So if you feel like you gotta clean yourself up before you can come to Him, forget it. Just come to Him. He'll take you as you are, and He'll change you from the inside out.